Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Almost here, the start of the 2022 NFL season. And no, I'm not talking about the official games. We still have a ways to go for that. I'm talking about the legal start of the season, a.k.a. free agency. Last week on the show, we talked about free agent wide receivers and our favorite fantasy fits for them with Jennifer Aikens. Today, we're talking the running backs all right here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Link Me. I am Zach Cohen of the Draft Network, alongside the adroit Cole Topham of Chargers Wire. We got running backs on tab today, six of them, and the best fantasy fits we'd love to see. But first, I think we'd miss a golden opportunity to talk about Amari Cooper. So let's talk about Amari Cooper. Cutting him would kill nearly $16 million off Dallas's book with $6 million of dead cap. Rumor dropped today that they're looking to trade him. Probably won't find sooner. Just going to release him altogether. Any thoughts on where Cooper could land and what fits are best for him? <laughs> I saw a meme on Twitter today that was like the Rams looking at Amari Cooper once okay. the Cowboys release him. And it's like they really could do it. You know, like they they could try and finagle a way to include the cap space. So, um, no, I honestly, I think Amari Cooper should – like should go to a place where he doesn't have to be like the top target. Um, I think the Dolphins should definitely be interested in Cooper because mm-hmm. they kind of overhauled their receiver group this past season and outside of Jalen Waddle, it just really didn't pay off. Mm-hmm. And so they spent all this money for a lot of production, especially players that didn't even see the field, like Will Fuller. And there was a, a finger issue that basically kept him out the entire year. And I'm not sure what the optics looking into that situation are, but I have a feeling that, you know, that wasn't entirely the case. And there was something going on there, extracurricular that we don't know about. Um, so, I mean, the Cowboys for them, it was a pretty simple decision watching the 2022 wide receivers just absolutely blazed through the combine drills yesterday and they realized it really wasn't a difficult decision after all looking at paying Amari Cooper 20 million a year or drafting a you know a a cheaper guy um, that could run equally as good routes and have top end speed so I'm excited for the new wave of wide receivers in this draft but I think Cooper can still can still hang with them he's still one of the best route runners in the league um, and I'd like to see him go to the Dolphins. Dolphins would make a lot of sense. They have the second most projected cap space. You can stretch the field. Uh, they Chargers need another too. one. Chargers, yeah, last week I said Michael Gallup would be a good fit, but now it seems that Dallas and Gallup are close on a new deal. So Gallup and Lamb there. Cooper as the Mike Williams replacement in Chargers. A lot of wide receiver dominoes. We talked about it again, like last week. Let that be the last time we mentioned last week's episode. Talked about wide receivers, by the way, in case you haven't picked that up by now. But a <laughs> lot of a lot of domino dominoes could fall amongst the position, and then we still have the draft. Like like you said, a lot of guys look pretty good at the combine. Unsurprisingly, what a shock! People looking good without pads running athletic drills these freak athletes shocker who could have thought not i <laughs> but the main thing is 
if Dallas did want to fill that hole of Cooper, they could just take a guy in the second or third round, maybe like a David Bell, a John Mechie would add a different dimension to Christian Watson would bring something different to the table. And if, if Dallas wanted to go a different route, they easily could. So I, I would like to see. So I was interesting because I was thinking like, who are good teams for Amari Cooper? I think the bears and Eagles would love Cooper, but I don't know if Cooper would love that scheme because fields and hurts are relatively unproven as passers if i'm amari cooper i want to win and i want to at least be in a good offense i'm looking at the chargers but i'm also like hey kansas city i could be exactly what you need kansas city would have to tinker with the cap space a little bit they only have like i think they're only projected to be under the cap by like 11 million or something obviously they can make that work out uh, if they do decide to go after cooper so i would love to see amari cooper on the chiefs for a Patrick Mahomes fantasy value. But if I am an Amari Cooper owner in like dynasty or I draft him in best ball already, I'm looking at Jacksonville where he could be a wide receiver one. I'm looking at Indianapolis potentially. I don't know if Michael Pittman's the guy there. Obviously need to see the quarterback situation there. Uh, Maybe even New England, maybe even New England, Um, any place Amari Cooper can get fed. And I'm talking like, buffet style you're dropping 60 bucks you're constantly going back feeding the appetite that's enough of that analogy but i think you get the point uh where i think amari cooper would at least have the best fantasy value jacksonville is actually really interesting um because you, you bring back marvin jones uh dj chark um I, there's talk about him getting moved this offseason but i don't know how likely that is so i think that would be a great wide receiver core um for Trevor Lawrence and, you know, maybe LaVisca Chenault breaks out or maybe the Jaguars opt to add another playmaker in the draft. I think if I was an NFL GM, I would be like so happy about the way the direction of these next few months is headed because you can just entirely reshape your offense over these, over these next few months with the draft and free agency. It's like, it's actually nuts because of just the crop of wide receivers available. Um, Maybe not so much a, like running back talent, but the running back draft class is just so insanely stacked in depth. And so you can find like a, a running back that you can pay for the next three or four years, um, or a cheaper wide receiver. You can honestly add two wide receivers over the next few period and just have those be your options for the next, um, you know, four years, half decade. It, it's just, it, it's, it's nuts to me. Well, speaking of running backs, if you decide not to draft one, maybe it's because you signed one in free agency. So let's talk about the top six that are available, will will be available in like a week and a half right now, starting with Leonard Fournette. So like, like just like last week, we'll run through, give our favorite fit, maybe talk about a couple other ones, keep the ball moving. We'll start with Fournette. What is the team that you think is the best fit? for the former fourth overall pick. A lot of fours in there, former fourth, Fournette, favorite fit. Let's keep it running. If I'm Fournette, I feel like I want stability, but I also think he's going to be a little bit spoiled from uh, from winning so much in Tampa Bay and especially winning the chip. Um, he kind of had a, a great situation where, um, was he traded or released from Jacksonville? And that was the situation that allowed Bruce Arians to pick him up. He was released. Yeah, he was released from Jacksonville. Um, so I, I just think Fournette kind of wants to stay in one place for a while, and maybe that will be hard to attain um, with, a, you know, with the way deals are handed out to running backs. But Buffalo is a really intriguing option to me because he gets to play you know, with, with this up-and-coming quarterback and Josh Allen. And also, Fournette is, 
it always goes under the radar for me for some reason, but he's a really talented receiver and he was used extensively in the receiving game. So if the Bills aren't going to run the ball, then use Fournette in the passing game. And especially with the breakout that we saw Devin Singletary have um, in the you know last last season at the tail end of last season, I think Fournette could be a really good complement and um, have a, sort of a 1A, 1B type situation there. You must have looked at my notes, my guy, because I also had Buffalo pretty similarly for the similar reasons that you did. You got a little fist bump off camera. I totally agree. It just makes sense. And yeah, he's an underrated receiver. People sleep on that for sure. Can we count on Devin Singletary and or Zach Moss in this offense? No. Not really. Can you imagine, though, you are an NFL linebacker at the goal line. You have Josh Allen under center, Leonard Fournette behind him. You know, Stephon Diggs is somewhere roaming around. Dawson Knox is lined up in line. You have no idea who's going to get this ball. Won't be Cole Beasley. He requested a trade, allegedly, so he could be out. But bringing in a guy like Fournette to be a big bruiser in that backfield, oh, my God, that would just make the dynamics of the offense that much scarier, potentially could be the AFC favorite. They're my AFC favorite right now, but you had a guy like Fournette, one of the best running backs in football. No, but he can get the job done. We saw playoff Lenny the past couple of seasons. I think we could see playoff Lenny a bit more in Buffalo. So I like that fit a lot Uh, for the sake of being different. Also a team like Arizona could use him for sure, considering who they're about to lose. And we'll talk about them a little bit more next atlanta possibly houston i don't want to give away any other teams i'm talking about later but like there are a good amount of teams that we would like to think have the running back spot figured out like i was looking through all the teams like think about this right i feel like most of the teams have like a young running back who they're like willing to build around mm-hmm. like let's run let's run through this real quick let's run through this afc east dolphins jets bills patriots honestly probably the only division of football that like eh, like miles gaskin damian harris like they're they're kind of expendable like i'm not ex- michael carter like i could see them bringing on a veteran for sure but outside of that Bengals, mixon brown the guy got shoved steelers Najee, ravens look pretty fine with dobbins and gus edwards both coming back from injury colts JT Jaguars drafted ETN still got James Robinson Houston who knows Tennessee this guy Derrick Henry (laughs) Kansas City maybe they're kind of a wild card in all this they don't seem too over the moon with Clyde Uh, Raiders Josh McDaniels was singing the prayers the praises of of Josh Jacobs Uh, Denver likes Javante Williams maybe they re-sign Melvin Gordon who knows we'll talk about that later Chargers got Eckler and that's just the AFC did we forget anyone in the AFC nope I think that's good NFC Giants are a wild card. Saquon Barkley's there. Who knows how long Philadelphia could do something, but like Miles Sanders isn't bad if they wanted to stick with that. Washington, Antonio Gibson, Dallas is Zeke and Pollard, or Pollard and Zeke, depending on how you look at it. Uh, New Orleans is Alvin Kamara. Tampa Bay, they could add a running back for sure. Carolina, I think they stick with McCaffrey, honestly, but if they don't, obviously that becomes an open spot. Atlanta, who the hell knows? Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson. Probably not it. Patterson's a free agent. We'll talk about him soon. How, how about that for another spoiler on the show? Uh, what else? Seattle, Rashad Penny's a free agent. That could happen. But then you got the Niners with Elijah Mitchell. They could always add another guy. Arizona's got their free agent running backs. Chase Edmonds, James Conner, who we're talking about next. The Rams have a You're whole hodgepodge a of guys. 
Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle's a free agent. Um, and then Packers got Jones and Dylan. The Vikings have Cook, Detroit, DeAndre Swift, Chicago, David Montgomery. That's a lot of up in the air, but I feel like more so than ever, we have a lot of teams that seem pretty fine at the running back position, right? And I didn't mean to go on that rant there. That was totally off the books, but like kind of going through right now, it really seems like we're just kind of coming back to the same teams over and over again about who could add a running back, right? Yeah, no, I, I, my list was pretty similar, like just down the line. And I was trying to be creative and find different fits. Um, but honestly, a lot of these running backs could just like go to the, go to the same place because honestly, there's not much else to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's see if we have the same fit for James Conner. Pro Bowler James Conner, might I add, second in rushing touchdowns among running backs this past season. What's the best fit that you have for him? I think the best fit for him currently is the team that he was on last year. I think that was a fit that just worked and filled a, a missing hole in the, the Cardinals offense that had kind of been kind of been missing since Kingsbury took over. But if we're going to think outside the box, I think the Chiefs um, are Ooh. a team that really should be looking at Connor because, wow. like we mentioned on the podcast, like earlier this season, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has struggled to convert his, his end zone opportunities, his goal line opportunities, his entire career. And Connor, when you just look at the box score stats, is one of the best in the game at that. It was 16 touchdowns last year. Um, he, or I think it was 15 touchdowns last year. Like He's just... He punches the ball in. He's he's tough to bring down one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And, I mean, he can flash in the receiving game, too. I know that, that CEH would probably take the majority of those of the passing game work there. But uh, he's no slouch when it comes to catching the football. So I think Connor has a lot to offer. But specifically, for just for converting in the, in the end zone, I think he could benefit the Chiefs a lot. That's a good one. I didn't even think about Kansas City. That that makes sense. Honestly, I'm going to change my answer to Kansas City now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I went the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I'm thinking, well, let's see. James Conner, probably a peak value right now. Who's a team that could give him the most money? Who's a team where he could get a bulk load of the touches? I'd love to see him in fantasy. It's not flashy, but it's Houston. And that's really where I think his fantasy value can be at his peak because they got nobody back there. Are we really putting all our eggs in the Rex Burkhead basket again? Is David Johnson the guy? I mean, he's not under contract regardless. Uh, Connor showed he can be a good running back. Not great, but obvious upside. Uh, I think the real potential is where Houston could just keep giving him the ball over and over and over and over again, I don't even care what their offensive line looks like. It's not, it's not like Arizona had the best offensive line in the world. I would honestly take some James Conner, Houston Texans shares if it came down to that. I like that fit. Again, it's not flashy because you think Houston, that's where fantasy players go to die unless your first name's Brandon. So I would be totally fine if Conner went to Houston. What do you think about that? Yeah, I actually have... Um, the Houston Texans as my fit for, for Chase Edmonds. Oh, um, well, let's use that as a segue. My then. reasoning, yeah, my reasoning is because there's a lot of talented pass catching running backs in this draft. And I think that's the route the Texans are eventually going to go is they're going to, you know, finally find stability in the draft, um, like a young piece that they can, they don't have to spend the bag on immediately. But just looking at the running backs on the Texans roster, they kind of need someone to to mentor that back, um, and just and just be a good 
uh, influence on them in the locker room. And like you said, Rex Burkhead is the only member of notable member of the backfield to remain under contract from last season. And I don't really see Rex as like a type of guy to say like, this is how the running back position is is played. So (laughs) Edmonds has that. I mean, he's played in a, in a high octane, you know, air raid offense before Um, he's been used as, as the primary receiving back before. I think, you know, Edmonds is a, would be a good, good fit for what, whoever the future is at, at the Texans Mm -hmm. uh, running back position. I will openly admit I do love Chase Edmonds as a player. If he were two inches bigger, 10, 15 pounds heavier, I'm sure we would all have a much higher regard of him, but he's not. He's only 5'9", 209. He isn't a between-the-tackles runner, but he's elusive. And if he scored touchdowns, too. Mm -hmm. Shifty. Great receiving back. I like him in Atlanta. I think he could be a good complimentary piece there. Again, not an every down back by any means, but you know how to use him, especially if you're throwing the ball a lot, as Atlanta probably will again, let's be honest here. I think he could be perfect for what they need, whether they keep Mike Davis, whether they sign or I mean, or draft a guy like Damian Pierce, you know, who can't be an every down back, but can still be a good complimentary piece. And I do think it's interesting because – we could we could piece the that puzzle together all day long about what running backs go with which prospects and vice versa. But I think more and more you're seeing teams really starting to shy away from having that one true running back do everything. Like just look at the past few Super Bowl matchups and the running backs to win that, including this past one. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, they were all getting the ball in the playoffs, at least when healthy. Even the Bengals, who had Joe Mixon, a sneakily great season, they were given third down snaps to Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans. So I think teams are starting to realize we don't have to force feed this guy. We don't have to be the Steelers who give Najee Harris like 99% of the snaps every game. We can try to find these complimentary players, piece together that puzzle, and figure out a backfield that's 100%. I go back to the money ball analogy uh, that Brad Pitt made in that movie where it's like we don't need one guy to get on base we need three guys who can replicate uh, i think it was jason giambi who can replicate giambi's production so instead of finding mm-hmm. one back who can do it all find three backs who can do it all together might tilt your hand a little bit but at the end of the day you're getting the job done you're getting what you need done so i think Edmonds would be perfect for a team who brings in a, a player like a mike davis or damian pierce not super athletic i mean relatively well-rounded for at least for pierce's sake let's be honest but Edmonds it was a perfect compliment for james connor it'd be great if they stuck together it's not the case if arizona wanted to resign him i'd like him too but i think for from a fantasy standpoint him in atlanta not too shabby not too shabby uh let's keep the ball rolling here on the breakout football podcast on the believe network they dropped the podcast or the believe network now at believe network on all social platforms shout out to them we are sponsored by link me i actually got sent uh let me see if i have this here for you Uh, i got i got sent a dope hoodie from link me and if you want one you can download the app (laughs) link me l-i-n-k-m look at that and you can get, they're giving out free merch left and right. That hoodie I am wearing on vacation next week. It is so Dude, nice. It's that was like not- a Link Me Box logo. It's like a like supreme quality. Yeah, dude, it's nice. This is this is this is the nicest hoodie I've ever had. Like this is unreal. Like I'm not a big hoodie guy. I mean, I know you are. You're always wearing one. It's like your kind yeah. of look, and I I like it a lot. But like, yeah, 
link me l-i-n-k-m-e maybe one day if we convert this to a video format or a live format then more people could see the hoodie but download it's it. nice it looks nice a nice like royal blue looks really comfortable they sent me I another have, one happy too it's teal they sent me another one it's teal but people on the app which is again it's a huge social media app it's like thousands of users joining a day some of people are like, I like the royal blue one better than the teal one. So I'm rocking the royal blue one. And if you need to share all your content easily, one click, one scan of a QR code again, that's link me. All right, let's keep the ball rolling uh, with Rashad Penny. Man, he is a true wild card. I have a feeling, I have a hunch, our co-host mind connection. Now, we had this same team for Penny. But let's hear what you had to say first. Good fit for Rashad Penny. I don't know about that. I, I kind of, I tried to go giga brain with this and I was like, okay, I know Rashad Penny has struggled with, you know, injuries in the past, but he is definitely going to succeed in a, in a compliment role. And so I see him on the Eagles complimenting Miles Sanders because Sanders was somebody that um, once again had like the same issues, but I think most of that can be fixed because I thought Sanders was just asked to do like too much at times um and then um sanders like in other cases just like wasn't wasn't doing enough um the like the eagles looked at the other running backs on the roster and they're like okay like for this game plan kind of seems like um kenneth gainwell is more suited to against this team so i think i think forming a pairing between penny and sanders would really help sanders like stay on the field stay healthy for a full 16 games and just really um shine in like the pass catching role and and Penny would be a more like boots on the ground slasher type runner um, that's able to convert on the on the early downs. So uh, that's why I see that pairing working. It's definitely possible, especially if Philadelphia continues to covet the run game. They were one of the most run heavy teams in football in the latter half of last season, mostly because that's what their quarterback does really well. So to hide your passing deficiencies, you establish the run i think that's the first time we've ever said that on the show i need an alarm or a buzzer going to help us with that we established the run it's been said one team that established the run very well especially at the back end of last season was penny's team seattle i think that's the best fit for him if it ain't broke don't fix it and penny look we don't know what type of penny we're getting is it a damaged penny is it i'm not even gonna go down the path of the penny analogies there i'm just going to say the rashad penny <laughs> did more than a career 180 heck he did a full revolution around the sun he started final six games of the season he was in that time the highest scoring running back in fantasy rb1 rashad penny wow i want to see what else he can do pete carroll clearly has shown the willingness to conduct the offense through the run game he loves to establish the run I say let's run it back. I hope Penny stays. And honestly, if he does, I think that could be the best fantasy fit, not just because we've seen him produce in that role, albeit in a limited scope, but more importantly, he's comfortable in it. He can be the main guy. So give him all the touches. I think Penny should stay. I think he will stay. And I would love to see him stay in Seattle. Yeah, Pete Carroll stuck by with like stuck by him this entire time. Um, it's it's just been a long journey for Penny, a lot of unfortunate luck. And I think this the Seahawks realized that and they and they realized like what caliber of player Penny um could be if 
if he if he's completely healthy, if there's any, no more complications, and um, yeah, I mean, I think I think he could. Chris Carson's still going to be there, right? Yeah, like he's going to return. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, I don't really. Penny was never really that big of a receiver, um, which I think could could benefit him. But I, honestly, I think Chris Carson will take a lot a lot of that workload. So I don't know if it's the best like fantasy situation. It might be the most ideal situation for Penny, just because it's familiar and and, it, and it's what he knows. But for fantasy, I think I think Chris Carson, barring any durability um, complications, is, is going to dominate that that backfield. Are we really buying into Chris Carson again, though? It seems like he can't stay healthy. He's not trusted. I know he obviously missed the most of the season with an injury, but I'd imagine Pete Carroll just kind of recognizes, yo, like Penny was the guy. Carson, we've given you opportunities, just can't can't hang with it can't hang with it definitely an offense to watch i think we can both agree the real fantasy value would come in letting russ cook and unleashing that passing yes. game but alas please our cries for help have not been answered <laughs> another player who you could classify as a wide receiver for this purpose especially because there are more free agent receivers that are noteworthy to talk about than running backs we're classifying cordero patterson as a running back breakout season my goodness he was our breakout player of the year a few yep. weeks ago in our fantasy awards show what's the ideal fit for cpat i think the ideal fit is the falcons because at this point the falcons just cannot afford to to lose another playmaker um you were you were just throwing that offense down the toilet if you if you just allow calvin ridley and cordell patterson um to leave in the, in the same offseason and i think ridley is expected to be gone i think he he goes somewhere a little bit more fruitful and for that reason like the falcons they just need to hang on to to their pieces for as long as they can or, or for as long as they can get um you know some exciting new playmakers to to bolster the the offense again so i think that if that means investing a little bit in in patterson right now then i would do it for atlanta Definitely makes sense. I thought a long time about whether I think Atlanta is his best. And while again, we've seen what he can do. And I kind of use my Rashad Penny argument on Patterson. Like I think at the end of the day, we don't really know who's going to be catching passes or taking handoffs in Atlanta. I feel like that receiving group that or backfield is filled with a lot more question marks than most offenses offenses should have at this point uh, i would think it's a good fit but i would love to see him and i think a, a team like this could really maximize his value in new england it seems like they've been looking for a cordero patterson type of player for a long time and you know what i didn't even i didn't even think to, to, to check this a second time but you know he was drafted by the vikings Drafted by the Vikings, kind of an afterthought. And then once you know it, Patterson was on the Patriots in 2018 after a year in Oakland. I then spent two years with the Bears, Pro Bowl return man, then kind of revitalized as a running back in Atlanta. I think maybe Belichick wants to bring him back, especially with how barren that offensive playmaking group is like Damian Harris can do his job. Uh, other than that, what else you got? Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, they aren't wide receiver ones. They may not even be wide receiver twos. Ramondre Stevenson's promising, but he can't do what Patterson does. If I'm Belichick, I'm saying, especially with no Josh McDaniels now, maybe we could bring him back. 
Because besides, Patterson ended the season really, really average after starting the season really, really hot. He still finished as RB9, by the way, but his last four games, he was RB51. If I'm Belichick, I say, you know what? Maybe now that we've seen what he can actually do, which is crazy to think about someone who was drafted in 2013 after all this time, right? Okay, I'll give him a second chance, use him a little bit more as a running back. And in the passing game, I can adapt my offense when needed. Obviously, I think New England needs to bring in more reinforcements for Mac Jones, but I think Patterson could be a, a decent enough fantasy addition uh, for Jones's value and a good addition for boosting his own stock as well. So give me the reunion. Give me the New England Patterson reunion this offseason. I think James White is is gone after this season, or they might try and finagle, you know, some some details yeah. of this contract. But I, I think, like Patterson would be if they do decide to let White walk, if they don't want to pay him, then, then Patterson would be uh, an upgrade there mm-hmm. for Mac Jones. Yep, and especially was the last time Patterson played. It was the Tom Brady show. Now it's a completely different, not a completely different offense, but no coach adapts his offense better to his players than Belichick we've seen it time and time again going from Brady you know to the Newton era the short-lived Newton era to the Mac Jones era completely different passers completely different personnel completely different styles of how that offense is run all right so we knocked out five running backs we got one more here it's one that's been uh brought up a lot mostly in vain Melvin Gordon the veteran running back what do you think his best landing spot for fantasy football next season is, my friend? I think, you know, Gordon's been in this league a long time. Uh, this is probably his, his like, last major contract that he's going to get that isn't going to be, like, a one-year deal. Um, so he's experienced. Uh, he's going to catch passes. He can kind of be, like, the, the bedrock of a, of, a, of a backfield at this point. Um, so I think – I think the Dolphins are a good fit for him. I don't know how excited you you would be about that, Zach, but I think <laughs> he is an upgrade over over Miles Gaskin, um, and just basically provides stability for Tua back there. I think Gordon is is also a decent pass blocker, um, and and well, I, I think there's opportunity here too. Um, I, I think they can only throw to Jalen Waddle so many times, and and Gordon is is going probably receive the majority of the carries in that offense. I, I expect the Dolphins to definitely bolster the running back mm-hmm. room outside of him, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. You can lock that in that they're going to do something with that running back room. And, you know, knowing how the Niners backfield has operated in previous years, they're not afraid to get multiple guys' looks. So bringing in a guy like Melvin Gordon couldn't make sense. I do think they would hope that they don't just add Melvin Gordon in free agency. Either they sign someone else or they draft someone else. That's probably the preference. Not a bad fit though. To me, I I went a little off the books here. My answer, I wrote it down word for word. I would love to see Melvin Gordon go anywhere, but the Broncos just unleash Javante Williams. That is the best fantasy value that this situation could unfold. Was Gordon bad? No, he was averaging 12 points and 13 carries a game, but he was more of a thorn in the side of fantasy managers. He's not good enough to start, but he's not bad enough to let Javante get all the carries. I don't like him from a fantasy perspective. Does that mean he can go to Kansas City? Maybe. If anything, if that happened, I probably wouldn't touch CEH any more than I'm already not 
touching him. Could he go to no man's land in Houston? That's possible. Anyone could retain fantasy value there, it seems like. Uh, could he provide depth, say, in like New York behind Michael Carter? I don't know if Michael Carter can be that guy. Maybe, maybe not. All I know is wherever Melvin Gordon goes, if he wants his best fantasy value, a team like Houston, heck, maybe even a team like Miami, seems fine. But I think the real value from the Melvin Gordon offseason I don't even want to say carousel, maybe just like one independent rider outside of Toys R Us is go wherever there's not a top running back. Go, Don't go to a team like Pittsburgh and take touches from Najee Harris. Don't go to Detroit. Let me have DeAndre Swift. Just get out. Like, stop. Retire. Maybe maybe he should retire. Maybe that's the best fantasy outcome here. Uh, All kidding aside, of course, he does have a little bit of juice off. Miami's fine. Houston's fine. Kansas City. But my real answer is just please God anywhere but Denver. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I think it was a story that said Melvin Gordon would prefer to remain in Denver. And every Javante Williams fantasy manager that I know quote tweeted that tweet and said, please, for the love of God, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, it's Javante's time to shine in Denver. And I, I think everyone's a little bit sick of, of Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. stealing his touches at, at this point after a, just one season of it, really. That was all we needed. Everyone is sick. My goodness. All right. With that, our six fantasy running backs. Next week, we are, or I'm off. I will be on vacation. There's a chance Cole does a show, either solo or with the guest. I'm hoping for a solo show. I didn't want in December. I, I'm. I am excited for the Cole Topham show. So no pressure on you to do one. If you're available, I know you'll also be on vacation for some of next week. Consider it our, our spring break, I guess, if you will, it actually is our spring break. So there you go. We're on spring break next week. Um, What I will say is when we come back, we have a very big show because that's free agency week. A tampering starts that Monday. Official signings can be made and announcements. That's, Wednesday so we will have a lot to talk about come Thursday or that Wednesday I guess when deals are happening and things are happening might have to get pretty spicy for that one might have to bring in a big guest who knows what else um you got anything else to say I want the last word on this one if you don't mind because I actually do have something to say at the end but any final words for you before we do our social plugs and all that normal jazz uh, no, not at the moment. Just we have two days left for the combine, and we've already heard a few juicy stories break. So, I mean, all the GMs are in one place, the scouts, everyone in like the personnel buildings, the front office. I think, uh, I think there's we haven't heard, um, you know, the, the extent of the rumors coming out of the combine. I think there's going to be a few more stories that's going to give a little bit more clarity about you know, free agency situations, some, some surprise cuts in the process, like um, Cooper was uh, today or, or the other day. So I ex- expect some headlines. This is the time when we start hearing rumors and how people are feeling about certain prospects, things to keep in mind, how it'll affect dynasty players, best ball players, Devi players, all that fun stuff. <clears throat> and if you want to hear our full thoughts on it, aside from, of course, listening to the breakout football podcast and following the breakout football podcast on all podcast platforms and downloading it and maybe leaving a review. We love to read reviews. So leave a review. If you got this far and not tired of us rambling yet, but you can follow us on all social media at Zach Cohen FB, Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B, at Ham Analysis, H-A-M-A-N-A-L-Y-S-I-S, Twitter, 
Instagram, and TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, a little thing I've been doing on my TikTok lately. I've just been having some fun putting some players on a roster saying, hey, guess the theme. We've had some good ones. I've had one where it was all players who've played with Greg Joseph, the Vikings kicker. I've had one where they all play the University of South Florida in college. My next one, I'm not going to reveal, but I'll give a quick little hint if you're listening to this. I think I'm going to have my TikTok audience come here and get a little hint. A little hint for the one of you came here for this one. And I know I just spoiled a couple, literally like 10 seconds ago. Little hint. Don't look at the players. Look at who the players play for. That's your hint. Make sure you're following this episode. If you prove to us that you are following the Breakout Football Podcast, might give you some goodies. Might uh, might rate your mock drafts or answer a question or, or direct video specifically tailored to you. So make sure you're following the Breakout Football Podcast. All podcast platforms on the Believe Network, sponsored by Link Me. That is Cole Topham at Ham Analysis. I am Zach Cohen at Zach Cohen. FB, let this be the last word. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.